What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We've said it once. We've said it before. We'll always say it again. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Not Ramblings of a Gen X. Oh, it's been a hiccup. It's been a while. We was working on some other projects, but we're going to be back with a vengeance doing Get Off My Lawn. The Not Ramblings of a Gen X. There's so much to talk about. Silicon Valley Bank. I know we're kind of late to the party on this. We're a little bit late coming in on this one, but you know what? I wanted to talk about it because it's a bailout. It's not a bailout. It, the banking system's fine. Everything's Jenny Yeltsin. Everything. We're, we're not going to. The American taxpayers are not going to ba- ba- bail these guys out. Joe Biden. Oh well, we're 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 going to insure every deposit over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and screw the FDIC. But you know what? Let let's talk about this for a moment, and, and let's talk about what's going on here, and um. It, it, it just kind of makes you think and it kind of makes you pause that this this bank, this Silicon Valley Bank is basically the I want to say the brain trust or, or the banking system for basically the Democratic Party. Now, something like 98 percent of all political contributions in the tech sector going back to 2000 have gone to the Democratic Party. This bank, of course, is is in the heart of the Silicon Valley sector. You know, we know the whole story behind it. We know about the fall. We know about the financial burden. But it's it's one of these things that if you take a look at it, it, it could potentially have ramifications that ripple through the entire financial community. Now, if you think about it, the FDIC insures deposits up to two hundred fifty thousand. That's the federal maximum. That's it. That's the federal maximum. So right now, what happened with Joe Biden on Sunday is basically saying that we, no matter what your your deposit was, no matter what it is, if you deposited at SSVP or New York Signature Bank, even if it exceeded two hundred fifty thousand dollars, we're going to cover it. We're going to cover it. We're 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 just going to say, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. You you just you just need to not worry about it. And you have a lot of big hedge fund companies. You have a, little, a lot of big capital venture firms that are invested in these banks. They have their money in their banks. And it's just, and these are all political donors to the Democratic Party. But it's fine. We're, we're just going to say it's going to be okay. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're just, go, yeah, we're not, we are not going to put the burden on the taxpayers, but we are going to just make sure that we avoid the rules and avoid the rule of law and avoid everything that we've done for the banking system for generations and say, you know, we're going to cover all deposits, even if they're over 250,000. Now the FDIC is basically like a rainy day fund. Now the issue is when that fund runs out, what happens? How does it get replenished? How do we, how do we turn around 
And how do we get that money back in there? Well, these things, you know, basically it's through the American taxpayers. It's through higher interest rates. It's through, you know, more uh, basically the banks charging more for certain services and deposits. It's in reference to keeping certain banking hours. There's so many things that need to be done that will affect the general public that we're not talking about. This is just a pro-Democrat bank 100% that the Biden administration is I'm not going to say they're not even doing it secretly <laughs> they're they're just coming out and saying you know what we're going we're going to take fund we're going to take care of this because we did, there there are there are donor base now the biggest issue is right now that there there is something that there we are not looking at that a lot of the big mutual funds operate the retirement funds through these through these banks. Vanguard owns nearly 11% of Silicon Valley. You, you have uh, Franklin Mutual Advisors owns another 2.5%. So we're, we're basically looking at that, that these retirement funds are bought into this, into, the, into these banks. What's happening with those investors? No, those mom and pop investors are getting burned because the mutual funds are dropping like a stone. But we're we're not going to worry about that. We're not going to worry about the mismanagement of this bank. We're not going to worry about the Fed had to come over and take care of this. This is truly a bailout. And the account holders are being bailed out by the Democrats. 100%. You 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 can say that. Silicon Valley Bank gave nearly 200 million dollars to Democrats in reference to contributions. It's a democratic bank. Let's let's just say like it is. And, and, and I saw this on Twitter that uh, Silicon Valley is a bank of Democrats. We're looking at they're taking after their own. If this was a bank of MAGA, what are the chances it would be bailed out? There's really not a chance in hell. And that's just it. They, you, you cannot tell me we did not know or the government did not know that that these banks were at were at risk. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that. And I love it because within 48 hours when Janet Yelton came out and said, no, no, we're not bailing out the banks. And then Biden came out and said, no, 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 we're going to we're going to insure all deposits. But don't worry, the taxpayers aren't going to aren't going to have to worry about this. Everything's fine. There's nothing to see here. We're all we're all good. But like I said, I see Janet Yelton's statement on Sunday. And then it, it it was kind of pathetic to listen to and pathetic pathetic to read because you knew they were going to bail out. You knew they were going to bail out SVP. You knew it. You knew the government was 100% going to do this. Even if it breaks their own banking laws, that deposits are only guaranteed up to $250,000. It just, it kind of just makes you sick for a moment and you see where this, where this, where where there is a, a it, it, where there is a, there is a, a system that's made for some people and a system that's made for other people. And then for, like I said, for the FDIC to come out and say, and Joe Biden come out and say, no, no, we're going to make all customers whole, whole from Silicon Valley Bank and Manhattan Signature Bank. And like I said, these bank, these bank, these businesses do mainly work businesses with, I should rephrase, these banks mainly do business with tech startups and cryptocurrency industry. That's, that's what it is. 
And like I said before, the 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 FDIC is is, is not an insurance fund. And like I said, it's kind of more like a rainy day fund, which gets drawn down following a bank fla- uh, bank's failures, and then it gets replenished later. But the problem is the taxpayers are the ones that the American, the average day American is going to be the one that pays this fund back. That's the thing. It ultimately gets back paid by the taxpayers. And and I think that's what we, we keep missing because it's always like, we're here for the little guy. We're here for the little guy. We're here for the little guy. Well, the problem is everything that you are doing is going after the little guy. Is taking the money away from the people that that need this that 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 you're saying that you're being that you're being you're being honest with and truthful with because you're going to help us. I think there's some people you know uh, that are that are still waiting in Ohio after a train derailment to get some answers from the White House. And right now, if you take a look at stocks going back to Monday for the banking sectors, they're falling. They're falling in staggering rates. First Republic Bank uh, dropped seventy two percent of its value. PacWest Bancorp plunged sixty three percent. Zion Bancorp and Regional Financial closed down thirty eight and thirteen percent, respectively. And I love him. In the morning, Biden came out and said, "Pledge there's no no losses will be will be borne by the taxpayers, and every American should feel confident in their deposits, and there will be if they're there when they need them." It it's a hundred percent a bailout. It's a hundred percent. So deposits, the people that make deposits in healthy banks are basically being forced to subsidize Silicon Valley's mismanagement. And like we've said it before, when the deposit insurance fund runs dry, all bank, all, all people that do banking will be on the hook for this. That's that is the definition of a public bailout. When you sit there and say we're going to exceed the two hundred fifty thousand dollars federal minimum in reference to securing deposits, we are going to we are going to exceed that. And we're and like I said, this is a thousand percent of a this is a thousand percent of bailout, and all they're doing is protecting the Democratic donor base. That's it. You could call it, you could call it anything you want. You could say whatever it is. But like I said, you are looking at a system, a two-tier banking system in some regards. Cryptocurrency to me it, it was always hedge. It was always it was always kludgy. I always like to use the word kludgy. It was always kludgy to me. I, I never got involved. I invest in the stock market. I invest in commodities. I invest in other things, but I never got into cryptocurrency. Because it was way too volatile. And then you find out, yes, Unbankman Freed, who's running, who who's running some of this crap, had no clue what they were doing, had no idea what they were doing. But the American people, sometimes in their own gullibility, <laughs> I don't think gullibility is a word, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to call Webster's and say, I want to use a new world. I'm, I'm coining a new phrase. It's called gullibility. Has turned around and sit there and just said, oh, you know, this is something we should invest in. I'm going to tell you right now, kiddies. Stay in commodities. You can't go wrong. Everyone's worried now about what the Fed's going to do, though. Is the Fed going to raise interest rates again? Because prices remained elevated in February. I think they are up 0.04%. You add in the collapse of the bank. You add in the interest rates skyrocketing. 
Uh, no, it's 0.4%. I'm sorry, in February. You, you, add, you add in all these things, and it start, what we're looking at right now is starting to get uncomfortable. Core prices have gone up in both food and energy by a half a percent, which was slightly faster than January. On a 12-month basis, though, the core prices are up 5.5%. That's, that's real money to the taxpayers. That's real money to the people that are going out and and trying to make a living and trying to make ends meet. It, it, was, it was a shocking stat. I think it was a couple of weeks ago that came out. Something like 75% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And you ask them, are you better off than you were two and a half years ago? And it was like a resounding 85% came out and said no. But the problem is the people are saying no are still voting in this idiocy in reference to the Democrats in regards to what they think they can do for the general public. Because you're not, they're not helping the general public. They're helping themselves. In a socialist society, in a communist society, the ruling class is the one that receives all the benefits. The little people get nothing. I, I laugh because I've told this story before, and this was a couple of years ago. Um, I was in I was in a coffee shop, and it wasn't even Starbucks. I was in a coffee shop, and then there, we, there was these two younger guys ahead of me, and there was an older gentleman also ahead of me that was standing right next to them. They were talking about socialism. They were talking about the the value of socialism and how we have to have to get off the capitalist system and this and that. And I love it because the guy behind them broke it down quite sufficiently for them, and they did, they had no clue what to say. And he looked at them and said, listen, and one of the guys had a new iPhone. It was like an iPhone 12, I think it was at the point in time. And the guy asked him, and I, and I thought he was just going to ask him about the phone. He asked me, he said, do you like your iPhone 12? The guy's like, well, I love it. I, I get a new iPhone every time it comes out. And the guy goes, you want me to break down socialism for you? And, he, he, and put it in perspective for you. He said, everyone in the United States gets an iPhone. Everyone in the United States gets the exact, the exact same amount of calling and data for this iPhone and no one has to pay for anything. And the guy was like, well, that sounds great. And they get gentleman then looks at him and says, but the problem is you only get an iPhone five and you only get X amount of internet and X amount of text and talk. And when that runs out for the month, you don't get anything else. You get no more. And if your iPhone breaks, it is then up to the government's discretion to see if you have the validity enough to get a new to get another iPhone 5. It is it's up to their discretion whether you can get that 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 iPhone to replace the one that you broke. But the people in government and the people the wealthy are the only ones that can choose the iPhone 12 and choose whatever iPhone they come out they get that. But as a surf as a peon as as just a regular citizen you get a free iPhone, and it's an iPhone 5, but you only can pay for you only get X amount of internet, X amount of text and messaging, X amount of voice uh, voice calling a month, and that's it. And the kid was like, Well, I don't like that. And he goes, Well, that's socialism. So what don't you like about it? I like to have freedom of choice. I like to have the ability to change plans. I like the ability to, to pick everything that I want to do. So he said, So you would rather have a system based in capitalism where you can turn around and make choices for yourself and on your own and not have the government do it for you. Joe Biden's administration 
you gotta love these guys. They had a, they have they have another mandate coming out. And I saw this, and it's about washing machines. And they're basically saying that they need to use less water, they need to use less energy. Um, and so we can confront the global crisis using considerably less water and using considerably less energy. The only problem is that the uh, that the opinion from the industry heads in reference to the companies that make washing machines basically said that each cycle then will take longer, the detergent will cost more, and at the end, the clothes will be less clean. And that's according to a manufacturer's like Whirlpool. And they say the proposed washing machine change is the latest example. The Biden administration is pushing for more consumer regulations to advance green initiatives. In February, the administration received, received heat for a leaked proposal which would ban half American stoves in addition to propose another heavy leg, heavy, heavily re- regulated refrigerators. And they say, like many efficiency standards, the government claims, although these standards will raise the cost of the appliances, they will justify it because they will reduce the consumer's dependence on energy and water. So you willingly know that you're going to pay more for something. You willingly know that what you are doing is going to cost the taxpayers more, but it's going to be offset by spending less on energy and water, even though energy and water, at are, especially energy, are at record high prices and continue to go up. And I love it because they said this will save the average family at least $100 annually through lowering, lowering their energy costs. Do you remember when... Back in the day when 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 Mr. Obama said, hey, listen, you know what? You can keep your doctors. You can keep your health pay. And you're not going to pay more. You're going to pay less. Don't worry about it. And we're going to save you $2,500 a year annually on your health insurance. I'm still waiting for that check. Back in 2010, I've told this story before. For a per- short period of time, uh, both my wife and I were unemployed for a very short period of time. And we just had a baby. And we went and had to get health insurance because, of course, we just had a child. And evidently, to 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 main, uh, to obtain government assistance, we made too much on unemployment, which I found very shocking. But that's okay. But we so we decided we would go to you know it was United Healthcare, and we decided to get one of their plans. We we would buy, and this is in 2010. We would buy a plan. So the plan we purchased, which was their which was was their silver plan. Uh, was almost identical to what my company offered uh, and co- my company gave me as health insurance as an employee. So when when it went out and we decided we weren't going to go with Cobra because Cobra's was too expensive, we went and got this plan. Um, within two weeks, the plan was active. Everything was fine. We were paying $297 a month for three people. $297 a month for three people. And this was back in 2010. This was back when the the fine, the the medical uh, the medical segment or the insurance segment was just medical insurance was just astronomical for no one no one could afford it according to Biden and Obama. But we were paying $297 a month for the silver plan. Not the Cadillac plan, it was the silver plan. It was still a very good plan. Low deductibles, low out-of-pocket expenses. It was great. So out of curiosity, in 2023, I went on the exchange and I priced the same plan. And United Healthcare no longer has a plan. So I think I can't, I don't want to say who the company was because uh, there was only one company, but I don't want to say who the company was. 
And it wasn't even going to be the the silver plan. It was going to be their platinum plan, which had a higher deductible, which had higher out-of-pocket expenses. The monthly cost for three people was $1,249 for three people. And that was with me selecting zero income. How the hell do you save the, 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 the American people $2,500 a year? But somehow I went from paying 200, I went 13, and within 13 years, I went from paying $297 to almost $1,300 a month. You would have to pay. And then I think about the, the, the cost of health insurance through the years since, since the Affordable Care Act. I think about this. Now, uh, my wife's company at one point in time, we were all under her insurance because her company had a better had better insurance, and my company didn't offer insurance. But during those years after the the American Rescue the Affordable Care Act took into place, we saw almost double digits increases in reference to premiums. Two three years in a row, we we would see a twelve hundred dollar a year increase here and there, and then at one point in time, you had to you you couldn't have your spouse on the plan. And if you did have the spouse on the plan, that was an additional $600. So within two years, we were paying almost an extra $3,000 a month in medical insurance. Because we had to have uh, other people pay nothing. And this is the problem. And this is the thing the Biden administration, this thing the Obama administration didn't understand. When you sit there and you say you are going to be helping the little people, you're going to helping the people that make less money. It's the middle class that takes the brunt of this burden. It's the middle class that has to pay for these things. You sit there and say, well, you know, your washing machine is going to cost more, but, you know, in the long run, it's going to save you. That's why I laugh about renewable energy. We've talked about this before. You know, you, you, everything's going to be electric. In 2000, uh, 2035, we're going to have no gas power cars. Everything's going to be electric. Has anyone noticed we don't have the ability of an electrical grid to handle the things that they want to handle? And Joe Biden came out and said, we're going to have uh, we're going to add 500,000 new charging stations as part of his wonderful trillion dollar budget plan, which is just a hot mess, which we're going to we're going to break down. I think on uh, we're going to do a video on a podcast on Thursday. We're going to break it down. But he he, in his wonderful plan, he's going to have 500,000 Charging stations nationwide, nationwide, 500,000. There's something right now in excess of 30 million cars in the United States on the road. So you're going to replace those 30 million plus cars and have 500,000 charging stations. I'm not good at math, but I don't think you have enough charging stations for all these cars. And then my other question is this, if, if you don't have the electrical grid available to pay or to put these cars on that grid, how is this going to work? And most electrical grids are powered by, wait for it, fossil fuels. So you're going to have, you've come out and said you want to have less fossil fuel plants, even though you're going to build new ones in Poland. We're going to have less fossil fuel plants, but we're all of a sudden going to turn around and then say, Nuclear energy is renewable. You you would think to yourself there was no way he could drive this country down so quickly in two years, two plus years. You would think that. But the idiocy 
that they are working towards with this agenda is already not working over in the UK. They're having blackouts. They're having energy problems. They're having all these issues because they took this green initiative and ran with it. But the problem is at the end of the day, it's just not working. We're going to talk more about the Biden budget in a couple days. And you know what, guys? It's been fun. We're going to try to keep doing this regularly as always. And we've said it once. We've said it a million times before. The truth. So I'm going to set you free. I'm Tim. This is Get Off I Want. Not Revenge of Genesis.